Welcome to a fantastic edition of Off the Post. My name is Joseph Fortunato Esquire, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Merkel the Murphy from England. Merk? Yep. <laughs> Uh, hello. Welcome. This is Bantering the Blue Shirts Off the Post, where we, being me and Mike, answer you being you if you asked questions. And What's you your name? Wherever you are right now in the world, just say your name out yeah, loud. Yeah, if, if you didn't, yeah, that's it. You know what, Michael? That's a fantastic... What? Say your name. Right now. Just like Dora the Explorer. Say your name. Say your name when no one is around you. Say, say baby. baby, I love you. Yeah. We ain't playing games. Or something like that, isn't it? We ain't running games? That could be. Something about a game. Something about a specific game that may or may not be being played. You're acting kind of shady. You ain't calling me baby. Ain't calling me baby. Why the sudden change? Say my name, say my name. That was a goddamn great song. That was a great song. That was back before Beyonce was... uh, Before she became a a monarch. Before she became the fucking queen of the world is what it is. Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. So, if you ask the question, you're better than the people who did not ask a question. And, um, yeah, that means that we're going to answer those questions. So, welcome. Welcome. Let's begin. This is the night we're recording the night before Game 7 of the... Correct. Cup. So, we have no insight to that whatsoever. Which is sad, but unfortunately the way that it goes. Because we're not mind readers, Michael. You know what I mean? Nope. We can't just... We can't just come up with these things, all right? We don't read a mind. Joke. You guys ask so much of us. I don't even know what to tell you at this point. You just keep attacking me. I don't know. I don't do have an answer. Do you have hairy toes? Uh, no, I do not. I have only my big toe is hairy. The other guys just kind of gave up on getting hairy. Well, that's a little bizarre. I know some people who have like, like more hair on their toes than I have on my head. Uh, like I've seen some hobbit feet in my day. But you have no hair on your head. Well, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, I have some hair, Joe. You son of a bitch. I don't think I you just have any. Choose to make it. Just choose to make it uniform because it looks uh, better that way. Well, I guess I, I could either have the George Costanza or I could have the. He looks intimidating, which will make people not talk to me in public places, which is why I have the shaved head. Interesting. All right, let's begin. Twenty-one Milan twelve. I'm more excited about Kako. I think Cro. Oh, I'm sorry. Though I'm more excited about Kako, I think Kravstov will finish with more points this year in the NHL. Am I taking crazy pills? I think you are. Ooh. I They'll think be that, close, but I think you are. I think that's just so fun. The, the, the problem with that to me is that not only do I think Kako is the better player now, he has the higher ceiling. Like, Correct. Given what we saw from him at Worlds... Like, holy hell. I really don't think. Like, Kravstov's going to be great in his own right. He's just a different kind of great, you know. You wouldn't consider Kravstov a franchise-changing prospect. No, I would consider Kravstov to be a guy you really the tier, Really the tier below. Your, a first-line guy. Yeah, That's what you, you want to be Kravstov. a first-line first line winger is, is right. what the hope is there. Um, Whereas Kako is the... a franchise-changing player. Yeah, the franchise player. That's a, that's a totally different... I mean... Their point totals will probably be relatively similar this coming year. But I wouldn't bank on Kravstov having a, a more productive season. I did write something about Kako. this show, kind of. Something uh, <laughs> tangential to this, which is, generally speaking... I guys, just saw the name of your fucking thing in the thing. <laughs> guys who were taken second overall, at who play forward, generally do very well out of the gate and uh only a couple guys haven't you know had like a really gangbusters great first season yeah were taken second overall and one of them was nolan patrick one of them was uh alexander barkov i think he turned out pretty good and the other one was tyler sagan so you're getting a special forward at second overall i think Corey pronman did uh top 31 prospects of the last five years Hmm. and uh kako came in seventh Great googly moogly. Yeah, great googly moogly indeed. Bob Doda. Lost in all the pre-draft madness is the conversation about the captaincy. Will they give the C to Chris Kreider next season? Let me ask you a question, Bob. And you obviously can't answer because I'm in your ear right now. And I mean, you can. I guess you can answer. Say your so name, Bob. Say I'm gonna, name. Yeah, Bob, <laughs> say your name and then answer my question. 
are we even sure Chris Kreider is going to be on the team next year? Are we and even Mike, sure that Mark Stahl is going to be on the team next year? Because he's the other strong candidate. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mark Stahl. I yeah, mean, you, you can't make Mark Stahl the captain. In all good faith, you cannot make him the captain. Why not? Be- because, Michael, you don't... What What are we doing here? Are we animals? Has he been a good soldier, Joe? That doesn't make a good captain. He would you, probably be a fine captain, but, like, he, how much longer is he going to be around? I he's think, a buyout candidate. I think the right, the right answer is no captain. I, I think that might then be you correct give it, again. And then you give it to Mika Zibanejad the season after. Oh, interesting. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, and a lot of people have brought this up where it's like, well, what about Chris Kreider? I, I, I don't even know if Kreider's going to be here next year. I think he's getting traded on draft day. I have a funny feeling he is too. So let's – I would just pump the brakes a touch on Kreider right now, and then, you know, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get back to that. Frank Lapinto. Hey, Joe and Mike. Do you guys anticipate the team to draft heavily on a particular position like they have in previous years? I feel like this might be the year they go really in on wingers. Well, last year they had a huge haul of defenders. All the um, all Literally every D that was in the draft was drafted by the Rangers. I would assume the Rangers go very forward heavy because outside of Krovstov, they really lack high-end forward prospects and i'm talking skill like anderson i would still consider a a very good prospect that you can be excited about i think it's safe to say anderson does not have the level that yeah uh, anderson, or Hedl does and anderson hedel and, and kravsov and then it's a cliff um i mean there's there's fun guys to keep an eye on like uh you know the morgan barons of the world but those are all like long shot guys you just you get excited because they're Guys like a Morgan Barron are doing better than we thought they would, but it, it's still a hell of a race for him to get to the NHL level. The, the thing that's most interesting to me is we know there's a, a serious dearth of, of forward prospects on this team, especially skilled forward prospects. And like you can find those kind of the, your grinders in college free agency. Like they're going to be there, they'll, they'll always be there. So I want, I really like the team to focus on the skill guys in the draft because that's where you have to find them. Um, and if if they end up with Hughes, does that mean they look more at wingers? And if they end up with Kako, does that mean they start looking at uh, centers? But, you know, they have, you know, Howden's still a baby. Leas is a baby. Heedle's a natural center. Well, I mean, and, and you brought up a good point, and, it, and it's something that we've, we've had a lot of debates about, and one of these may be a question, so I don't want to give too much away, but... A lot of people are talking about potentially trading out of that number 20 pick for two high-end um, second-round picks because, on paper, the value is better. To me, you fucking swing as hard as you can on talent at 20. You already have Kako. You have a sure thing, okay? So that's or, or off the bat, you've won. Swing as hard as you can on talent. Or Get Arthur Kaliev. Is that how you say it? Kaliev? Kai Kaliev, Kaliev, Kaliev. I don't care about the red flags. I, I I don't care about any of the any of that bullshit. Go as hard as you can for talent because you need high end talent, and you can miss at twenty because you've hit a home run at two, and that's the luxury there. So the Rangers do need to start thinking more. Don't draft for character. Drafting Leas Anderson was drafting for character. Drafting Filipito was drafting for skill, upside, and we saw how well that worked. And that's not meant to be a shot at Anderson. It just is what it is. So do you want them to draft like the, the Sharks took Merkley last year? Yes, 100%. You want those picks? I do. I, I In this draft, especially with the rebuild kind of coming to an end, you have two first-round picks, you have two second-round picks. Fucking swing for talent. Swing. What's the quote? What's the, the the quote from Signs? Swing away, and then he just starts beating the shit out of the alien with the bat. Yeah, and then Joaquin Phoenix just mercilessly bludgeons an alien. <laughs> the alien, who uh, I don't even want to get into it. Regardless, it's just yes. You, to be you fair, s- that alien was being a dick. You he swing was, for talent, but he, he, if the aliens are allergic to water, the aliens are not capable of breathing in our air or even being in our existence. That's all. Like it didn't fucking rain. That's what you're saying. Well, it maybe, never rained. Maybe they timed that shit, Joe. You no, they that? didn't. P- Michael, please. Use your brain, Michael. Next question. <laughs> um, Michael, please. Use your brain, Michael. Bobby Callahan. Bobby Callahan. 
what is your favorite sandwich that you can personally make? Oh, what a great question. Oh, sweet Christ. Let's go, Michael. Favorite sandwich. Oh, God, I love a Sammy. That's what I call him, folks. I call him a Sammy. Um, I need a gold, I need a spicy mustard in there. We're going to start there. Uh, you got to start with a spicy mustard because that's the only way to live in this world. And then I'm going to do uh, a ham, a salami, uh, some onions, lettuce. And I'll do it on a sub. I'll make it a sub. This is a really if interesting If I'm wild, question. if I'm fucking wild, bacon goes on there too, especially if I'm at Jersey Mike's. But but wait, time out. He's saying that you're making. Oh, no, I, I've made this sandwich before. Okay, that's fine. You can do it at Jersey Mike's as well. I'm just making sure we're on the same yeah. page. I'm just saying I, I take from their playbook because they just have like... Do you, do you make your own juice? I... The juice? Oh, you mean the oil and vinegar? Is that all it is? Yeah, just oil and vinegar. But. Oh, interesting. Um, um, no, I'm not a big because I'm I'm very anti sloppy wet sandwich. Ooh, you and I'm a big wet sandwich. Do you remember guy. the talk we had about wet food and dry food? Oh, too? that's right. You're a monster. Yeah, I just avoid the. If just I can like avoid your hatred of egg sandwiches. If I can avoid a wetness, especially wet bread, I don't want a wet bread, Joe. Well, yeah, that's why you have to eat the sandwich fresh. So my yeah. go-to sandwich is turkey, white American cheese, and mayonnaise. That's it. White American cheese and mayonnaise. That's, what, that's white American also. is yeah. I live by white American. It's a big Connecticut did two things to me. Connecticut got me into white American cheese, and Connecticut got me into mustard on burgers, which is I, I respect mustard on burgers. Two life changing things for me. Two yeah. things that Connecticut brought me. I gotta um, tell you, mustard is generally underrated. People talk. About I love ketchup, mustard. Like ketchup's got the biggest dick in the locker room, which no, it does. Sir. Number you know one, what I mustard? purchased, Michael? Mustard, zero calories, mustard. You, you know what I purchased the other day that what? was delicious? That? Well, I don't know. Do you like pickles? I love a pickle. You do. So there's a type of mustard called hot dog relish mustard. It is yellow mustard. It's made by the company B&G. Um, it's yellow mustard with chopped up pickles and roasted red peppers in it. Oh, wow. And it is the most amazing thing in the world. Yeah, when I come visit uh, this summer, and you still haven't visited I, me, I will. I will put me? it on Invited. whatever food you want. Well, it's not. Well, you asked my wife in a drunken haze if you could come, and she said yes. Yeah. So really, uh, that was your invitation. You should tell your wife I haven't gotten the invite yet. Well, that was your invitation. You got it. When Mike had his girlfriend call me from her phone, so I didn't recognize the number, and she asked if I was from Blue Shirt Banter, and I was like, "Who the fuck got my what? I don't understand. <laughs> Who is this person?" Yeah, we were on the train coming back from Penn, and uh, a couple of tall boys were had. Mm, interesting. Uh, next question from our very own Tom Ertz Jr. The best Tom. If you could only eat one type of cookie for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Holy shit, Tom. This is an amazing question. Um, oh, fuck. A, so here's... I, let, me, let me put it to you this way. I love Oreos. Not, no, it's not Oreos. But it's not Oreos. It's, cho- it's a freshly baked chocolate chip cookie. I, it, it can't not be. You know what? Uh, let me ask you this. There's your answer is good, but I'm I want to know if it's great or not. How big are your are you the chocolate chip cookie where you just chocolate chips, or are you the wild boys who have like the chunks? You know the chunks of chocolate that go in the chocolate chip cookie sometimes. You know what I so mean? So I actually prefer my cookie to be more cookie, less chocolate. Yep. That's so the I'm, right I'm chocolate chip, and I actually, like it says they want a cup of chocolate chips. I usually put maybe three quarters of a cup, maybe half yeah. a cup. It's because better I that like way, the it? Yes, I like the, the brown sugar vanilla-y yeah. like, taste of a cookie more than the chocolate. And I always use milk chocolate chips. Fuck the semi-sweet. That's bullshit. All right, so my favorite cookie right now is... A, there's a local place in New Brunswick called Old Man Rafferty's. They better be paying you for this. Shop. Old Man Rafferty's, the greatest wow. name for a cookie shop of all time. That's obviously why I went in the first time. Of course, um, how could you I've not? Also Old had, Man Rafferty's. I've, I've had lunch there when I when I worked on a banter article one time. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, um, it's called a harvest cookie, and essentially, it's like a it's an it's oatmeal cookie base, and then it has like like seeds and little pistachios and stuff in it like it just has a lot in it that keeps it busy and interesting and it tastes almost healthy even though you know it's sugar that might be it and if not that it's probably 
It's a boring answer, maybe, but a fucking Thin Mint cookie is fresh out of the fridge. I don't like mint as dessert. Okay. Well, that's fine. I remember before the show I mentioned I was having... Yes, you were eating mint chocolate chip. It's vile. Mint chocolate chip is an abomination. You put white American cheese and mayonnaise on the sandwich. Oh, I love mayonnaise. And you dare to call yourself an American. Yeah, I am an American. Mayonnaise is a fucking American treat. Um, (laughs) Hockey musings. That's going on our next shirt. Maybe it's a fucking American treat. Uh, Hockey musings. The Rangers are the only team that does not oh, have a Oh, by the mask. way, everyone everyone follow at Tom Ertz Jr. on Twitter. Tom's a fucking sweetheart. Yeah, He's follow at Tom Ertz Jr. He's a great guy. I want Tom Ertz Jr. to fucking be running an NHL team one day. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. Go ahead, Hawkins. Did he pay you money for this? No, I just think about people I appreciate who say nice things to me. and. Uh, oh, so he has to say, uh, so somebody has to say nice things to you in order to get these shout-outs. Yeah, which is why you don't get any, you prick. <laughs> my rest of my case. Uh, okay. Uh, hockey musings. The Rangers... Are, uh, by the way, Tom Mertz Jr. is amazing. You should follow him. The I Rangers, hope your daughter grows up to be horrified of your face. What a horrific thing to say. Yeah, it was pretty horrible. I, I, I don't even know what to say to you right now. The Rangers are the Stand only team that doesn't have a mascot, and they should never get one. But if they did, what would you want it to be? All I could think of is a Statue of Liberty wearing a Rangers jersey, shaking my head. Um, that's probably the most practical. I will tell you what I want the Rangers mascot to be. Because the Rangers did have a mascot once. His name was Kong. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) No, but I just imagined you as the Jack Black character from the King Kong movie. Okay, well that's not what this is about. His name was Kong! His name was Kong. Kong was a black gorilla that had a... Well, oh, guess, in the stands. Well, no, it wasn't. So, what is it? It's, is it black gorillas and then silverback gorillas? Are those the two no, differentiating? No, silverback is like the, the the elder male gorilla. It's like when a gorilla gets old. You have your lowland gorillas, and then you got different sorts of gorillas. All right, so then it might Generally, have been a silverback gorilla. It was a stuffed animal in a ranger's jersey. And Kong would have shenanigans with a teddy bear that was wearing a devil's jersey. And I'm talking, we're back in, like, the middle of the 2000s. Kong would, like, fuck up the ice skating machine that so it couldn't sharpen the skates. Kong would throw the teddy bear in front of, like, subway cars and shit. So Kong was the mascot. His name was Kong. And Kong is the mascot that I want from the New York Rangers again. You, if, do you remember, like, the Bobby Granger commercials? I'm talking yeah, 10 Bobby years Green. before that. That's how far back we're going. Oh, wow. So, well, maybe not 10 years before that, because Bobby Granger was right after the lockout, right? Maybe right around the beginning of the Bobby Granger commercials, Bobby Granger is Pruka and Dominic Moore rookie season. Yeah, I'm going to say, those were great commercials, by the way. I'm going to say that Kong, Kong is the mascot. He was fucking awesome. He fucked around with the devils. He just beat the shit out of that teddy bear, and that was the end of it. My mascot is Optimus Prime that can turn (laughs) into the Empire State Building. He just comes out of the rafters and then just, and he just with a t-shirt cannon and he just shoots it at people and then everyone's like the Rangers are too good to have a mascot and then someone will be like he is the city though he's the Empire State that's exactly that's all he is he's the best and he'll say things like isn't that just prime like uh, I don't know if anyone else watched Beast Wars growing up but uh, this guy did. Clem Fandango. And that's why I thought of it, because Optimus Prime was a fucking gorilla. Clem Fandango asked a question. I remember waking up and watching Transformers as a kid. Like, waking up early so that I could watch Transformers before I had to go to school. I don't know. I just felt that I needed to say that. Clem Fandango asked a question about um, Hartford. We answered it on the flagship, so um, he said if you don't get to it on the flagship. It was about Hartford and coaches that the rangers might be looking at oh doughboy 9000 let's say you're starting a dungeons and dragons campaign joe is obviously the dungeon master fuck yes doughboy what are everybody's hero classes answer for yourself and assign classes for others who aren't currently recording um i would be a wizard because i love wizards this makes me annoyed because I've actually been a dungeon master before. 
Well, you know what, Michael? I'm the dungeon master, and clearly, obviously, the dungeon master. Uh, I would so, I would say if I can choose for Joe, I'd say he'd be a barbarian. Uh, he's, he's at best chaotic neutral. Um, he is a force of, of unrest and. Uh, can I tell you something? And raw aggression. Yes. I play many fantasy games. I know that will surprise no one. Um, I'm currently In and out playing. Of the bedroom. Yes. Currently playing Pillars of Eternity Two. If anybody has played that game. Um, I love Diablo. Like I've played all those games. Never, wa- never been a barbarian in my life. I've always been a wizard. Always, always a wizard. I would um, be a paladin. You'd be, you know, what paladin? I would have said a priest for you. Always healing people. A little bit of an offensive snarl to you, but always healing people. That's always what being a paladin like is, you dope. Well, not really. Paladins yes, were really. offensive. You're not. Have really you ever offensive. played Dungeons and Dragons show? Uh, Michael, I'm the obvious dungeon master, so <laughs> you have no idea what the fuck. Please you're calm down, about. okay? I don't want to hear it from you. Thank you. I just want to break in your house and kick you in the shit. <laughs> well, this is why you haven't been invited yet, because you're gonna hurt me. That's why your um, wife will eventually just let, tell me to come over, just so I can give you a good, a good rogering. Keith Levin, L-E-V-I-N, Levine. Keith Levine. What is your level of confidence in Gordy Clark? Oh, and you know what? I would say Shayna would be a ranger because of uh, her mastery of Zuki. Um, it's it's a natural duo. Uh, Tom, what would Tom be? Tom is so lawful good. Tom would just be like a knight. He's lawful good. Adam would. Be I agree a rogue. with Shayna being a ranger. I would almost say Tom would be the barbarian. Tom would no. Tom would be a bard. That's what Tom would be. Tom just f- fucking gets shit done. Yeah, that's what Tom does. A bard's a team player. They said they bring out the best in everyone. That's what Tom does. Adam would be a rogue. Uh, I would agree with that one. Phil, our Phil. I don't know what Phil, our Phil would be. What would Phil, like our Phil druid. be? I feel like a druid. A, a shape-shifting druid. Yeah, he 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 wears glasses, which makes me think he's 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 a smarty man. So Brian would be. Uh, he's a huh. he's a barbarian. He's the preserver. Yeah. No. See, I, I really, I think Tom just Tom just gets shit done. Jack would uh, be some sort of goblin. <laughs> right. It's not. That's not a criticism of Jack. He's just. I a, know it is. It's just. It's just the, like he said. He's hero still kind class. of the new guy. Yeah. Is I know. a goblin a hero goblins, class? No, a goblin's a race. It's a race. See, this is exactly why... Or a kobold, if you will, uh, which is more appropriate to the world of D&D. Uh, I'm very sorry um, for those of you who are like me in the Dungeon Master, the Dungeon Master uh, Hall of Fame, that you're listening to Michael. Just kind of do you know, tell me this. He's this learning. is it. Who invented Dungeons & Dragons? Do you know the name? He, he's learning. I, I, As the Dungeon Master in the Hall of Fame, I do not need to answer this question. The answer so. is Gary Gygax. Uh, uh, yeah, Stupid Gary and me are friends. We hang out all the time. Gary's been dead for years. Well, we talk on the Dungeon Master board. So. Actually, I don't know if he's dead. I just made that up. Wow, that's that's fucking rude. What's your level of anyway, confidence yeah. in Gordy Clark? Oh, golly. On a scale um, from 1 to 10. You know what? I'm waiting. Am I crazy for saying am I crazy for saying 6? I don't know. That's where I feel like No, I'm I at. think I'm I'm wavering around a seven. I think a six I, for I'm me feels a little too low because even his fuck ups haven't been disasters, and some of the mistakes, like like we discussed last week with was Ryan. Let no Ryan was two weeks ago. Like we discussed with Ryan, a lot of the mistakes that he did make were compounded by further bad decisions. I, for what yeah, he dealt with, I, I think Jeff Gordon's is, done fine. Yeah, I'm talking about the scouting and drafting. As a whole, like things like drafting a guy who's the son of a ranger, and things like Olaf Lindholm in the second round, little things like that, where they're just like. But are you blaming Gordon for that, or Gordy Clark? Well, that's my point. Is I don't know. Like to me, Gordy Clark, like listening to him talk, like he was clearly super high on Keandre Miller and super right. high on Kravstov, which tells you, you know, obviously both of those guys' stocks have gone up since the Rangers took them where they took them, and that's awesome, right? And, like, I'm all for that. And maybe So maybe a six is unfair. I'll say seven, just because but you I know feel what? like... 
you kind of talked me into a six now because, like I was saying before, the Leah Anderson one hurts me a lot. When we it look really... at Jeff Gordon, right, and we look at the mistakes yeah, that yeah. he's made, the compounding issues have been with who the Rangers have selected with the picks that they've gotten. And, and he's, there are, your, he's your head scout. He's your, your head of scouting. The, there so. are bigger level mistakes that have been made. Now, when <sighs> Gordy Clark has gotten outside of Anderson, he nailed Heedle, nailed Krovstov, which nobody, like that is a home run among home runs at this point. Um, same thing for Keandre Miller. Same thing for Lundquist. You know, uh, yes, there are things there that I think, uh, six and a seven, I think a seven is fair. Uh, but when he screws up, he does screw up. Uh, listen, he's we'll not screwing up, too. Six and a half. He's not screwing up, too. And that's the most important. If he does, then this podcast is no longer going to be a podcast. We're just going to burn it. It still feels harsh to me, but... It still feels harsh to me, but there's a couple things to keep in mind. One is how long he's been in his role. Two is how... F- like the sort of picks he's had to work with and how hard it is to, to get NHL talent from those picks. And like you and I have talked about this a bunch, Joe, a lot of success in the third round, right? For the Rangers and, Correct. and finding guys who can make an impact, you know, kind of in that, the second stage of the draft, like after, you know, day one and two, like you have to find guys if you can. And the Rangers have been pretty good at finding guys, guys like Jesper Fast even come to mind, right? So it's hard to, get too aggressive with a, a negative rating but just thinking back just uh when you look at some of the guys the rangers have taken and like especially when they have had those picks in the first round like the the dylan McElraths and you know th- i i don't think we should ever i think we should be very careful not to say leas anderson and McElrath in the same sentence but like very different know, this picked for very different reasons and very different sorts of players and very different projections in terms of where where they'll eventually be um you know McElrath now has like a snowball's chance in hell of being an NHL regular defenseman and that is just kind of just shows you how bad the thinking was there whereas Leah Anderson still has every like, a golden opportunity to be an NHL center it's just a question of when it'll happen and what sort of center he'll be, meaning where he'll be in the lineup. Um, but yeah, I think six, between six and a half and seven. I just, uh, there's just been enough from me that's made me raise an eyebrow. Um, I, I, there's things that we see in the draft that I love, like the Keandre Miller move, trading to get a Keandre Miller pick and making that pick was a masterstroke. It was a fucking great move. He's a fucking wild card, man. Yeah. On one hand, you get the first round from the gods last year, and then you get you know Limbaugh and the and the, what the where first round talent is sitting on the board. It's just it's yeah, insane. And Joey Keane and Nico Gross and like a lot of uh, a lot of guys are just like oh okay, um, but yeah, it is what it is. Well, I feel like each year we get a better idea of of what's going on with Gordy, but it you really you grade the you grade the entire you know, scouting system by him because he's the face of it, right? He's he's the guy you look at, so. Correct. Um, hockey stat miner, yay or nay on this trade? Mm-hmm. Chris Kreider and a 2019 fifth-round pick for Colorado's first-round pick this year, which is 16th overall, and a 2022nd, which could be anywhere from 32nd overall to 62nd overall. So you're pretty much trading Kreider for a first-round pick this year and a second-round pick next year. What are your thoughts on that? What is this Colorado's is a tough pick? one. Colorado 16. So the 16? Rangers would have two 16 and 20. Okay. Um, it's a very tough question. All things considered, I'd rather take... I'd rather have... The Rangers bring back a prospect than a pick for Kreider. The reason being, you know, it, where we are going to be with this timeline, um, with with these guys entering the lineup. I think I saw the value in, in adding a guy like Howden and adding a guy like Brendan Lemieux. But I also, you know, I've both written and talked about this. There are big dangers involved with trading for prospects that other teams are willing to give up. They're willing to give them up for a reason. 
I guess the real question, Joe, is do I think or do you think they could get a better package than a first and a second for Kreider? Um, I tell you what, I would love like that a lot more if it was a second this year and a first next year. Yeah, and, and I, I, I would think say I would agree yes with that, that one. 100%. Yeah. Um, I, that's, I, that's the one I would say yes to. You, you take the crapshoot on 2020. The intriguing thing about having 16 and 20 is you could get into the top 10 if you needed to, or at least around there with that. And if you could get Trevor Zegris and Kako, you're, you're winning. You know what I mean? But by the same token, if you don't do anything, if you walk away with Kako, Newhook, and... Kaliev, again, you're winning. You're you're bringing in elite level talent that you really don't have. So there's a lot of questions to ask there. Um, I would think about it, but I think Mike is right. The flip is you give me a second this year, and then you give me a first next year. Yeah, that's that's what because I was because Chris Carter has to. If if you're going to dangle him, there's value there. I mean, teams are going to want him. If you especially if you could do a signing trade, you get a team that. He, he wants to sign with. There's a lot of things that, that kind of factor into this, but I don't know. I don't know where the Rangers stand on Kreider, and it's going to be a very interesting conversation. It really is. Um, yeah, and it's, it's coming up for us, really. And it's, and it's, 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 it's strange flying. to think that in a couple of weeks we could be talking about a retrospect on Kreider's time with the Rangers, but that's really kind of where we are. Um, you know, we Considering how much action we've seen at the draft for the past couple seasons and um, you know what we saw the Rangers do with the last dead couple deadlines like there could be something here and uh, you know it, it's really hard to turn your nose up at a first round pick um, I mean it's 16 is is a really entering, interesting spot in the draft um, and I'm it's, sure the Rangers the would flexibility. love would love three picks in the top 20 sounds really nice right um and Mika did add a caveat that you make the trade before you know who's on the board, which I think is critical because... Yeah, that's but that's reasonable, yeah. Um, Clem Fandango, we will answer this question. Ahoy, Joe and Mike. Ahoy, Clem Fandango. What do you think is fair value for Shattenkirk at 50% retained if the New York Rangers are hell-bent on moving on from him? So, Shatty at 50% retained. Um, let's see. It's a hell of a question. It is, it is a hell of a question. What do you... I mean, and, and here's... We, we had a debate today about... Um, at least some of us did. About Neil Pionk, right? And what would be an acceptable you know, trade for him? What do you want for him? There are some ideas being thrown around. If you've deemed that Neil Pionk is a problem, right? If you've come to the decision that Neil Pionk... He's, he's not a guy that we want on the team anymore, which is, I think, something that we can all agree with is a reasonable decision. Moving him would be addition by subtraction. Right, and that's the point. You, you don't, I don't see that with Shattenkirk. As much as people say Kevin Shattenkirk sucks, as much as people are all over, I, I don't know, what are you doing? Like, he's the best where, even strength defenseman on this team. By a mile. And he was last year. I mean, hopefully he is by, next year. Let Adam Fox and by a country yeah. mile, he was the best. Like. But but I just I, I don't fair value. What is fair value? All right. So keep in mind he's a six point six five AAV. So it would for be two more years. Point, yeah, three point three two five. He does have a ten team no trade list. Um, and thinking about what. Shattenkirk is um, considering the fact that he's 30 years old um, he'll be 31 next season like uh, the Rangers would be really silly to sell low that's the way I'll put this they would a significant package in return and I really do believe I know some people might think that's outlandish but if you take a minute to look at the Shattenkirk's impact on the offense um, I believe, you know, Shana's written about this. I've written about it. Like, if you really look at the numbers of what he's done and consider the fact that he played his first season with one kneecap, like, he's been lumped on and, and kind of uh, put in the doghouse very unfairly considering what he's done and what's been asked of him and the situation he brought himself into. Like... Yes, he has the price tag he has, 
but he is not the problem with this defense. We wouldn't be talking about Kevin Shankirk this way if there wasn't a 5.7 cap hit on Mark Stahl and a 4.35 on uh on there Brandon just Smith. So it many just, other problems. You're going to get on Shattenkirk? He's not the problem, and he never has been to me. That's uh, So, a fair package for him, uh, in my opinion, would be like a. I don't know. I would say. Gosh. Golly. I'm trying to think of what, what's reasonable, but like. Like, obviously, he's not going to bring back the same sort of thing that like a Carlson would bring back. I'm just trying to think of someone who's kind of been, you know, comparable to to his value. Like I would say it's picks and prospects. And the question is what what degree of picks and prospects? Um, I mean, I think you could I would say you could definitely say he's worth a first round pick um, and a prospect to me just based on what he is, the fact that the team that gets him if it's for if it's 50% retained, you're getting Kevin Shattenkirk at at three point yeah, you, three two five. For me, that would you, be that's the, the value. Rangers better be getting a first round pick and a good prospect. And astoundingly enough, apparently they're not going to be because they tried to move him. Or I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, Brooks wrote about the potential of buying him out, and it just uh, I don't know, man. Like I, it's all penises. I, I Shattenkirk has become. You know, there's a couple of players who are polarizing on this team, um, especially when you uh, with hockey Twitter, and you know, Pavel Buchnevich is one of them. You know, I know there's a big section who really celebrates him and thinks he's great, and there's another section who uh, is very quick to say that the first section like dramatically overrates him and uh, you know thinks too highly of him, and you know, like the truth is really just somewhere in the middle. But with Shattenkirk. I feel like there's people who are like, he's a bum, he's overpaid. And then there's people who are just like, no, he's really like, he's he's been injured and he got kicked off the first power play unit. Like, I don't think it's, the opinion is, is as wildly uh, different with Shattenkirk as it is with Booch. To me, it's just like, Shattenkirk's gotten a raw deal. Yeah, he, he's been putting onto a terrible blue line and he's been his first season was essentially a wash, even though his like his counting stats were fine in terms of his scoring rate per game uh, with his with the meniscus injury. And last season, not to, not his best year in terms of production, but everything else was really good. When he was on the ice, good things happened for the Rangers, and that was it was not true of pretty much any other D other than like Freddie Clayson. So I really don't see what the problem is here. It's just not a problem to me. It's you know, there's also the point of you want a guy who's around uh, to kind of show the kids the ropes, and a guy like Shattenkirk is a guy you can say, Kevin, you, we know you're an offensive D, but we're going to ask you to play some tough minutes and kind of show the kids the ropes, and he loves being a New York Ranger. He really, really does. And that, to me, has value as well. Um, and he's a new face. He's not part of uh, the old leadership group that's lingering around with Mark Stahl. So yeah, man. I don't know. I would be. It's not. It's. Don't get me wrong. You can trade anyone on this team. I want to make that clear. But if you trade Shattenkirk at fifty percent retained, you better be getting back a haul, because the team that gets him would be getting a great deal. And and that's why this trade isn't going to happen or can't happen because it's not. You're not going to get back a haul. That's pretty much what we've been told. Which, again, is insane. Matt, and that's not enough of a name. I'm going to go Bacon Pizza for Life, which is his handle. Uh, hi, Joe and Mike. Kako, Butch, Krofstoff are all left-handed wingers who play on the right wing. We saw Buchnevich fail on the left wing last season. What do we do? Keep on the right and dilute the wing talent across the lines? Play someone out of position? Who plays on what line? It's a good question. It's a good Matt. problem to have. Yeah, you have too a... much talent. You figure out who can play off wing. Buchnevich, you know, can't. Um, the Rangers have been lefty drunk for years. Lefty drunk. Like Zabenajad has helped that in a big way. Um, but really, good grief, are they a lefty drunk team? Um, who's the other? Is it Jesper? Who's the other right-handed shot that I'm thinking of? Um, yeah, yeah, it might be. It is Jesper. It just like it's. Uh, it's just been this thing that's, you know, 
it's and obviously you know our right-handed centers there are not that many of them um, in terms of that are as good as uh, Mika Zibanejad. You know, it's not to say that they don't exist, but uh, it, like Joe said, it's a problem you want to have. To me, it's kind of a down the road thing you you want to figure out. Um, that is maybe something to keep in mind, but I don't. I just it's one of those things I haven't thought about it, so I can't. I don't feel confident speaking. Too much yeah, I'm kind of on the because, same boat. Like, yeah. I want to get there before we before we start worrying about who plays no, where, and that's it not. It is a good. It it's a good, a good question. question. It really is. Especially, it's not a shot at you, Matt. No, I just, not at I, all. You figure it out. That is something that's to keep all. in mind, though. Yeah. Um, something for us to remember. Uh, Dan Carosi, what would be your next Rangers sweater slash jersey purchase? Player and style. I'd have to go Kako. Whoever's second overall, yeah. Yeah, and then probably, I like yeah, the Joe, blue, the, the New York Heritage the right, jerseys. The right-handed shot forwards, Joe, are, were, last season were Strom, Zibanejad, Jesper Fast, and then mm. Vinny Letary when he was around. That's it. Those were the right-handed mm. shots among the forwards. And the season before, I don't think it was, any, was a lot better. So the point... Um, Matt raises is really interesting one and maybe you know I think part of that problem will be solved when you when you move Kreider out of the way um, which I feel like is I, I really do believe it's it's more likely he gets moved than not now before the season begins um, I didn't always think that way but that's the way I'm leading now um, and you know like Ryan Strom is obviously not a, lo- a long term solution part of this team and uh, Jesper Fast I think you know, could go either way, but I, after how beat up he was last year, I, I don't think they're going to want to keep him around. Just a, a beaten man. Yeah. Um, that is interesting, though. Shane Mooney. Kevin Hayes has to get more than the rumored $6 million a year after Jeff Skinner took that contract, right? Also, does this mean the bread man can look for $10.5 million plus in a full no-movement clause? Um, also, get- tell, Kyle, tell Kyle I'm going to pee in his shoe and put it in the freezer. So that's a callback to you. Oh, yeah. Was the kid's name Kyle? It was Kyle. Oh, Jesus, Shane, you have a wonderful memory. Good for you. Or you stalk Mike, which is also I, insane. I felt pretty bad about that one. Uh, no, you didn't. You knew what you were doing. I really did feel uh, bad. I would say, so first of all, let's, let's start Jeff here. Jeff Skinner Panarin's scored gonna 40 more, goals. Let's start. Panarin's going to get more than $10.5 regardless. I thought Jeff Skinner's going to start at eleven. It's it's a lot of money for Jeff Skinner, but it's a lot of money for Jeff Skinner because of his injury history more than his play. Because he is a very good hockey player. So, injury history, Joe. The boy has missed three games since the 2015-16 season, Joe. I thought I thought Skinner was injured all year. Am I going crazy? No, he just fell off a god. No, he fell off a goddamn cliff in terms of his goal scoring. Remember, he had like. One of the best first starts, uh, first right. halves, and then. Oh, I thought he got hurt. Oh no, he just he might have no. been playing hurt. I don't know, but he fell off well, a fucking cliff in terms. Then of forget. The I'm not even answering this question because apparently I'm an idiot. Don't say that, baby. Don't so, you say that. I hope, I hope you're proud of yourself. Shh. Now that you make me feel bad. Um, in regards to Kevin Hayes, man, I kind of want. He's not a forty goal scorer. He should be signing for more than six million dollars, though, like we discussed. Yeah, I'm so. going to look at what the Twins say f- for just a second here. The so, Twins. Bad podcasting. And Twins. So, yeah. I'm just going to tell you all that Mike yeah, is. So Kevin Hayes' is projected uh, term is six years at 5.87. And when he was talking to the Rangers, we heard kind of five by five or something in that neighborhood. Um, but towards the end there before it was the one-year deal that got settled on joe we were hearing more like he wanted to start somewhere at six right that he wanted something in closer to that ballpark so ah gosh i i like kevin hayes a lot i wouldn't i'm not sure i would do six million a year over five years they're gonna give him they're gonna have to give him six million for seven I know, and that's... But here's, like... The reason I wouldn't do it if I'm Philly is because you have fucking Nolan Patrick. Like, are they going to give up on Nolan Patrick? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. 
It's also it's a good not problem to have, right? If you're in the New York Rangers. Yeah, I'm glad it's and like Somebody looking back on it, the Rangers the Rangers got Lemieux and the first for Kevin Hayes, and obviously obviously he didn't resign in Winnipeg. I mean, he right. he still could. Who the hell knows? But like that we was knew. one of those clear clear wins. That was the New York Rangers. Like especially uh, considering how few first rounders moved, getting Kevin Hayes. Was getting that one. package for Hayes was good. Josh Zarkin, have there been any rumored or interested names for the Hartford job? No. And I don't think you'll hear of any either, to be completely honest with you. I think he's just going to um, come out of the blue. I'm sure there's a couple of Rangers alumni who've, who've, uh, who've thrown their hats into the ring. Maybe Martin St. Louis. That would be nice. Having said that, Josh, I did not ask, answer your question last week, and I apologize. I am a jerk face. What was his question last week? Uh, I don't have no idea. Well, well why, why, why do you think that I would just have it on hand? Now I, I look like an idiot, you son of a bitch. <laughs> this is what you wanted? You wanted to embarrass me in front of my friends? You've embarrassed yourself? Well, no, you've embarrassed your face. Um, I'm beautiful no matter what they say. Boy, a bunch of these are muddying up here. Uh, it's bad podcasting. Bro. It really is terrible podcasting, and I apologize. Make it um, snappy. Andrew McNitt, how would you rank our current prospect pool of defensemen in terms of potential? Ooh. Um. All right, ready? Yeah. Miller. Yeah. Lundqvist. Uh, yeah. Huge gap. There is a gap there. There is, but a smaller gap. They they could be in the same tier because Lundqvist had an unbelievable season in the SHL this year. You know what? No gap. Miller, Lundqvist, huge gap. Hayek, huge gap. I'm talking huge. How far away do you think Rikov is from Hayek? Oh, I forgot about Rikov, actually. Yeah. Rikov can sit with Hayek a little bit above Hayek. And then Lindgren. I'm going to say you have... You have Miller, you have Lundqvist, then you have a gap, then you have uh, Hayek and Rikov, and I would be bold enough to say Tarmo Roinen in there. Ooh, before, the yeah, Lindgren, is, he's got to be at the bottom. Yeah, Lindgren to me just is, he, he just feels one-dimensional to me. Um, yeah. And like I don't feel like I don't feel like that's necessarily unfair. Like, he, he could very well play himself on the NHL roster, I just think... His ceiling is a third pair D who just, he's a rock'em sock'em robot. You know what I mean? Rock'em sock'em robot. Um, after that, I, I think it gets muddy. Maybe I would call, I would throw Joey Keen in there. Um, you know, Sean, Sean Day is, I, I just think, you know, the, the ship has kind of sailed there. Um, you know, he is only 21. Maybe, maybe I'd put him in that group there. Uh, and then after that, you know, there's I don't think there's much more to talk about really. Um, Sean Day and Lindgren and as like that bottom tier. Um, I don't know as much about uh, uh, as as uh, Jacob Ragnarsson. Maybe I put him somewhere in the middle there, um, kind of in that in that middle tier, um, you know, below the Rikov and uh, and Hayek tier. But I don't know. I, I like Reinen. I, I looked at his stats a lot. This past season, he is 21, um, but he, he was really good in Liga. And, uh, you know, he's undersized. Uh, that doesn't bother me. Former fourth-round pick who, you know, who signed with the Rangers recently. I don't think we talked about that yet on the show, so that's fun that he's coming over. But, uh, yeah, the, the, to me it's pretty clear, right, Joey? It's Miller, Lundqvist, and then it's those kind of those guys who have a shot but are not they're not going to be part of a core, right? Like right. Miller and Lundqvist both can be a part of the core D moving forward. Like, And it's, it's also worth saying, like, frankly, Nils Lundqvist looking as good as he does as a guy who the Rangers got at 28th overall. Like, it, it's it's so fun to get wrapped up in Keandre Miller because we should all get wrapped up in Keandre Miller, but Nils Lundqvist was great in the SHL. So, you know... He, his stock, I don't think, has gone down at all. It's also been a promising first year from him. So, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun young group of D. I think it will get added to in this upcoming draft. I just think it probably won't get as as much, uh, like, just l- looking at 
the guys who were taken in in 2018, Joe Miller, Lundqvist, Ragnarsson, Joey Keane, Nico Gross, Simon Shelberg. Shelberg is uh, was the sixth round pick who was the son of a former Ranger. So. Yeah, that was a great great decision. Um, <laughs> Anthony McHale. Any idea? This is, this is our last question. These Amazing. questions got muddled up. If I missed you, I apologize. I, I had it all organized, and then I, Hockey Stat Miner's question was two tweets, and it messed everything up. Joe doesn't just, care about you like I do. I, I circled through, and a bunch of you asked the same questions that we've already answered. So if you did not hear your question, but we already answered it, that's why. Um, Anthony McHale, any idea what's going on with Zuccarello? Is it concerning he hasn't resigned yet? Also, who are you taking, Bieber or Cruz, assuming Bieber is given three months to put some weight on to match Cruz? First of all, Tom Cruz is like 30 years older than Justin Bieber is, so give him the fucking weight advantage, you monster. Um, and you always I, side with crazy. I'm taking Tom Cruz so by am I. fucking You're, country mile. You always side with Have crazy. Have you seen Tom Cruise action movies? You, t- you side with crazy. As for Zuccarello, I, no. Don't be concerned. Like, would it be nice if he was signed already? Yes. Um, but they're talking. Give him time. The word is he want, He's he was happy there in Dallas. Would love to have him back. Dallas has been searching for that second line and their second line center. And Rupe Hintz, Dickinson, and Zuccarello was Dallas's best line, frankly, to me in the playoffs. Like, they found that line. So if they have to overpay to keep Zuccarello, that's what they're going to do. Um, so the best case scenario is Zuccarello resigns with Dallas, and the Dallas shits the bed so that their 2020 first round pick is as good as it can be for the Rangers. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for joining. Thank you all for being a part of this with us. Thank you, friends. Ask thank questions. Joe. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. You know what, Michael? Thank you. You continue. You just continue to impress me. I'm going to look at your toes later and see if they're hairy. Well, there's no better way to end this show. Uh, thank you all for donating. Patreon.com slash Blue Banter. Go to... Uh, just leave us five stars and reviews and stuff on iTunes. And okay? Ask your wife if you've got hairy toes. That's what I'll do. I, 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 I have some hair on my big toe, but I really don't have hairy toes. Not a hairy boy. Picks or it didn't happen. Uh, I'll send you some pics. All right, goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. We <laughs> goodbye, love you folks. all. Turtle up.